the Arch Publications Podcast. This is the Arch Publications Podcast. And I just want to kind of explain where we are because the sound is, um, it's quite vast. I would describe the sound in here. And that's because we are in an absolutely beautiful building. We are in an old church. It's an old Methodist church. So I'm with Emma. Emma Semper Hopkins. And your business is? Semper Hopkins Upholstery Interiors. Tell me about this beautiful building that we're in. So we're in the village of Scholar Green, which is just outside of Congleton. Um, it's a primitive Methodist chapel and it was built, I'm going to say, 1892, but it might have been slightly earlier than that. Um, and we've been in here open since 2018, but we started the renovations in 2016. So it was um, a, a bit of a, a restoration, which was carried out by my dad. Um, and that's what we've got here now, a beautiful workshop, which we teach upholstery workshops from. Was it empty for quite a while before you took it over? It had been empty um, for a couple of years. So I think the last service was in 2014. It was still being used by the village and then it'd been set empty and went up for sale by auction um, by the parish council. It's just because it no longer had a, a big enough congregation. Yeah. I think was the main reason. But what's great is the fact that you're using it and it's not gone to, it's not been demolished or been, you know, gone to rack and ruin, which I'm sure it wouldn't have done anyway. But is it a listed building? No, it's not listed. Wow. That surprises me though. You'd expect it to be listed with so much history. I suppose, but a lot of the Methodist chapels aren't listed. Mm. It was like the one further up in the village of Mount Cop, that one was actually um, knocked down. <gasps> so luckily we got hold of it and we've restored it. Yeah, you've, you've saved it, which is great. And were these um, beautiful stained glass windows, because the front of the building obviously has got a really, two really large stained glass windows with a mix of purples and greens, and they look like they're in fantastic condition. Were they original then? All the windows are original. Um, we've done a synthetic restoration so a lot of the original features are in here and um, the memorial plaques and things like that we still have on display and the clock um, so yeah most of the things that we could keep that were on the on the walls and things are still still in the building so you mentioned you run your upholstery business from here was that always the plan when you bought the building yes it was I mean at the time my business was very early on in its infancy but it was just um, an ideal opportunity with living next door to it so um, yeah it was so how did the business get started then because I know you've had a, a corporate career haven't you before yes, this so I was still working at the time um, I sat my I set up my business um, in 2016 when I was on maternity leave um, with my son Alfie and at the time it was just a part-time thing that I was doing in my spare time with being a new mom um, and it started from a hobby really um, a few years before that I'd started a night class because um, we needed furniture for our home that we'd restored um, and it was just um I like to learn and keep busy so it was one of those things that I thought I'll try my hand at it um, and I got addicted I just like the I love the creation as in turning something from an old disused piece of furniture and transforming it into something new um, and it's also really lovely to make new furniture as well so that's evolved as I've um, I gained more skills so what was the first piece of furniture you ever made and have you still got it it was a wing back to her uh, <gasps> that sounds pretty like you know yeah it was a big project <laughs> yeah. I don't do things by half it just says oh bring your own project and I thought oh I'll do a chair not knowing anything about upholstery or the complexities and if somebody asked me now what should you do as a first project it wouldn't be 
talking back chair because it was quite a complicated piece of furniture. I don't still have it now. Oh. I have it in the chapel, as in it needs refurbing. It's just when I first did that chair, I um, did it in cream fabric, and I didn't know at the time that I was having a chair. Oh, okay. Yeah. But did it turn out okay? Oh, yeah, no, it was beautiful. I did it in a cream linen fabric with white leather football style Ooh, buttons on. nice. So it was very nice, but it didn't stand the test of time of um, milk and other things. Yeah. It just got a bit aged, shall we say, and when your family goes from two to three, we couldn't fit the three of us on two wing-back chairs, so what was in its place is now a sofa. And did you do the sofa? No, I didn't. Oh! I have done two of the sofas in the house, but I didn't have time at the time to do the one for the kitchen. Are this, the sofa's the biggest thing that you've done? Yes. Sofas, yeah. Um, but it's not something I do all the time, because I need to get an extra pair of hands to tackle a sofa. Mm. It's just because it's so big and heavy. Um, so to try and do something like that by yourself all the time isn't, isn't manageable. Um, but whilst I did all my training and stuff like that, I did sofas as projects. Mm-hmm. So how did the idea of, because uh, one of the things that you do in your business, you do, well, you do a couple of things. You uh, can do work for the people so you can actually reupholster things for people. But you also do these fabulous training days, don't you? So I'm booked on to, to one next week. And as I mentioned to you when I booked on, I'm the most uncrafty person in the world. I really am. But you were like, no, don't worry, it'll be fine. And uh, my mum is as well. So I've, I've, she's coming with me. We we're very excited about it because we never do anything like this together. So it's quite nice. Where did that concept come from? So a few years earlier, a lot of pe- people have been asking me to teach workshops. Emma, when are you going to start teaching? And it was actually during lockdown when I had a bit of time to actually sit down and reflect and look at where I wanted to take my business. I started exploring upholstery workshops and it was born from the infancy of the storage crate, which is a storage box with an upholstered lid. Mm. That was one of the products we used to actually sell and make for people. So I turned that into an upholstery course and that was the first one we did. And so it was really from a bit of an appetite from clients asking me to do it and just sitting down and working out how to actually evolve it into the business in terms of breaking it down into a a tutorial, lessons, obviously buying equipment, Mm. all those other things. I tested it out on a few willing um, friends Mm. and um, loyal customers and they loved it. And so from there, the idea was born and it evolved obviously by adapting a website, you know, in terms of everything that has to then go with it. Mm. It was part of the business that I built. So um, So how long have you been doing it for now? uh, It'll be two years coming up to this Christmas. So that's including obviously the COVID period. So were you remote for a while and then? Um, So at the beginning, I was planning to launch it just as we were going into the like last lockdown because at that time we'd been come out of lockdown hadn't we we were seeing people and going on holidays I think it was the first as we'd come out the first one and so I planned to launch it in the January of 2020 not knowing that we were going into a full um full lockdown so um loads of people had booked on they were just really understanding and we just had to push back um, the initial booking so we just delayed the start of it so we started in April of 2021 it was last year yeah yeah um, so we've been we've done a little bit from the year before and then we've had all of last year and all of this year running them now personally myself I love doing um, crafty ex 
experiences. So this year I've been on like a glass, a fused glass workshop. I've tried pottery classes. I've done um, painting. Like, Are you so crafty? I know, but I like doing those types of things. They're my hobbies. So yeah, I like that. That's why I love teaching because I love sharing my skills and I love seeing the happiness that it brings people because it's, yeah. it's, it's just fulfilling because mm. you, as you're starting to build and see, see it come together, it's everybody's faces light up. And then when they're finished it, they're just like surprised that they've been able to make something like that. I'm hoping that when I come next week, it will be life changing for me because I will realize because it's one of those things where I just I've bought kits from places and they've just sat on shelves and got dusty, you know, like crochet kits and things like that. I'm, uh, but they're still there now. So I'm thinking maybe after I've done the course, I'll go home and be all inspired to kind of get the dusty crochet kits down and start doing stuff with them. It's Hopefully. Oh, you'll find something that you, you love because mm-hmm. it's finding your thing. Mm. Um, some people like say like crochet. I've, I enjoy art. So all, all the things I've explored, I like doing things that I can do in my home. It's just having, finding something that's right for you. Mm. And I think that's what we, I enjoy the most. It's people come for the experience to get a piece of furniture at the end of it. And then they can actually find out whether it's something that they can do for themselves because we teach it in a way that you can take take it up at home. As yeah. in, we show you what tools you could buy, you get to use them, you know, test them out. And then it's then, because most things you have to learn and be comfortable in your own skin doing it. And it's good coming to something face-to-face because you can actually ask questions and get some practical skills as well as feeling comfortable and confident. Mm. And then once you've had a go, you'll then feel more comfortable watching potentially like a YouTube video or reading instructions from a book because it'll make more sense mm. rather than having to go at it blind you'd be like that doesn't make any sense and then just put it down mm. versus having to go showing somebody showing you you're more likely to have another go yourself at home yeah come back and do something else and one of the reasons why I wanted to bring my mum was because um, we see each other every day I know she's my mum but it's kind of uh, it's like uh, it's an opportunity for us to bond yeah um, and I know you've mentioned to me before about uh, businesses using it as team building and things like that you're gonna you're trying to introduce a bit of that into the business as well aren't you yeah because it's a really nice thing for people to escape from work especially if you're office based and behind a screen a lot of the time and people forget what it's like to just um, make something Um, it's quite mindful when you're um, lost in the experience of just actually making you can switch off from day to day and just get immersed in the whole experience it's like a lot of creative um, things it's it gives you the same same release um, and it's just something that's lovely that you get that experience of being with your team but getting some time for yourself as well is it a man thing though do you get many men that do it yes we get both men and women that come to do it because it is usually or predominantly a very male orientated industry upholstery is it really it is cause, wow didn't know that well it's very um hands-on it's very um manual um i'm not saying it's all male there are lots of females in the industry as well but on bigger pieces of furniture um you are stood a lot of the day um because it it's not a sit down you're not sewing a lot of the time you are using um physical um 
tools so you're using staple guns you're using hammers and ah, okay so i'm just meaning people just assume it's crafty but it's not it's, i get you it's open to both yeah people so if people are wanting to do something that's slightly different that you're not climbing through forests or i don't know trying to make boats and things like that escape rooms it's, or, yeah it's open to both men and women yeah absolutely um, and do you do courses for younger people for, for sort of teenagers no, no unfortunately it's just um i can't get insurance okay um, it's very difficult when you're operating a staple gun which is like a weapon basically <laughs> If I don't get it right next week, it's like... So we, we teach over 16s. Okay. Over 16s, it's a different story. It's just a minefield becomes... And Christmas presents, are you doing vouchers this year? Yes, it's very good for, well, just vouchers for Christmas or birth, special birthdays when we um, call them like gift experiences. So you can either buy something to the full value or you can just buy um, something up to the value that you like and it can be redeemed against a future workshop for people. If someone wanted a footstool, though you, you I mean um, is it like 50-50 then so you, you're doing stuff for other people and then you're doing the craft workshops yeah we do both so I teach around three to four workshops a month and then I do um, other work in between that in terms of customer work um, and it just depends what we're doing because um, we do our own ranges of um, handmade furniture as well as reupholstering existing um, transformations like dining chairs and chairs because I noticed in the um, in the church um, all the walls have been stripped back it's beautiful um, and you've got the original brick and there is I'm just turning around that's why I've gone all echoey um, you've got lots of um, pieces made of wood which I believe your dad does doesn't he? He does um, he makes all of the um, wooden well he makes all the wooden frames for the workshops and he makes all of the handmade wooden furniture for um, the business as well um, but that's one of the reasons why we're doing more teaching is so my dad can take um, a step back and um, well we're trying to work out it's retirement right so we can um, um, spend less time in the business and spend more time out. So what did he do? Was it that his career then? No, so um, he has been in the building trade and he's always been handy. He's done um, like house renovations. He's, he can do anything. As in he, he can turn his hand to carpentry. He, he's obviously done all the restoration in here in terms of all the brickwork and things like that. Um, so he's trained himself. He's done a, he's done a great job. He's, yeah, he is very good. Yep, yeah, so... And, he, and here's your dad. <laughs> Just doing an interview. It's fine. I'll, I'll bleep you out. <laughs> I did check. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. So you came from a corporate background. And um, what was that job you were in? Um, so I used to work at the co-op, um, food retail. And their based, head office is based in Manchester. Um, so my background, um, went, after I left university, I basically went into food retail, trained up from um, a buying assistant through to a buyer um, and then I moved to the co-op I've been there about 10 or 11 years before I left um, buying food buying commercial trade manager and then for the last four years there I was working in the own brand development team and um, so working and managing um, part of that was managing the own brand developers and then the last part of my job was um, managing the packaging side of things so all the labels that you see um, mm. it was the team that um, did all the design and process oh. that type of stuff I love the fact that your dad's walking around I think it's cool because ultimately this is like where you work I don't I, you, the, one of the things I want to do about these podcasts is you know it's about getting out to meet people and seeing where they are and seeing where they work and uh, not necessarily being in a studio environment where it's all nice and, and soft and fluffy it's like you know the re reason why we sound echoey is because we're 
were in this really beautiful building and that you fact your dad works here and he's mooching around it's great I love it so don't worry about it it's fine I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna keep all that in <laughs> apart from when he nearly swore <laughs> um, so I, I suppose I just want to ask really because going from a secure job and setting up your own business and a particular business which is very much a you mentioned it you said it was a hobby that you wanted to make into a career uh, into a, your own business I, I imagine there are lots of people p- potentially listening to this podcast who will want to do that so is there any advice it's a big question but is there any advice that you can give anybody who's kind of got the mind, same mindset um, or idea it, I'm going to be honest it was a big leap um, and it is scary um, the real re- well the main reason I did it was so I could have more flexibility around um, bringing up a, a young family um, which it has brought um, it's also brought lots of other challenges which is like any business owner um, you have to overcome so it's not for the faint hearted um, I have been lucky that I had my business background from in my old job so I had all that experience to bring with me but it's very different working for yourself and than it is working for somebody else um, so it's surrounding yourself with people in terms of a support network um, so I have this, I've got the support from my family um, and also like growing a network locally as in meeting with new business owners at the very beginning um, I joined up with a networking group that was specifically for mums so it was um, at the time there was something around called this mums there are other networking groups like it um, but I mainly joined that to to make friends with other people that were in business that were in a similar um, setting as myself and so they could understand what it was like being a mum as well as like starting a new business Is this mum still going? No it's not going anymore but there are other um, like you know mums in business I think it's called MIBA I'm not sure um, don't quote me on that but if you google it's like mums in business mm. networking groups there's lots of things out there for when you've got a small child And you can take them to the meetings, meetings Yeah because with, with you at the time that was what I I needed because um, I used it to grow, understand like like how to find insurance companies, mm. like accountants. I got my accountants from Bismums. Yeah. My accountant to my first accountant, she was amazing. So it's all of those things, like knowing where to like find people that can help you, mm. as well as asking questions and getting support. So I'd probably say that's the biggest thing mm. um, is getting finding friends that are in a similar situation because you can bounce off of ideas off of each other because it can get quite lonely when you buy yourself mm. um, it's also having like you say your family around you so you've got their support as well because you can't go into it if you haven't got that relationship with both like because obviously I'm close to my parents and my husband as well because um, you need those you, you need to be able to communicate about finances and how business is going and just all of those life things as well so it's there's a lots lots of learning that's gone on personally over the last few years mm. um, but yeah I, I wouldn't change it but it's also it's life changing and what it does to you as an individual as well yeah gives you the freedom and um, a lot of sort of responsibility doesn't it <laughs> it does freedom responsibility but it's also it's allowed me to um have the lifestyle that i want to pick the kids up from school yeah being able to go to plays or do all the things that you want to be able to do i say i say to our 13 year old boy because he gets home from school um and we're there pretty much every day um 
it's like it's actually quite rare for both parents because we're working from home to be there and I, I sometimes think you must find that really annoying that you can't just go home and raid the sweet drawer or you know because we're there going no no uh, but yeah I, I think when he's older he'll probably be very grateful of it I and think. he probably doesn't know any different whereas no. in that year where I did go back to work um, when he was very young I hated leaving home before I got to see him on the morning or when I was rushing to pick him up from nursery um, so it's just personal choices mm. everybody's got choices to make and it's what's right for them and you've done so well so far what is the next step then the, obviously we talked about uh, doing more corporate days so so the tra- the um, not, they're not called training days are they? team building days or yeah. days out for businesses um, running the workshops for like yourself like your mum uh, you and your mum are coming along together people come by themselves um, I'm also launching a night class so in January um, basically it's the same workshops that we teach during the day but for people that can't get here during the day we're running it as a on a Tuesday evening so, so you could do it all on a Tuesday evening no you'd have to come for depending on the workshop it depends on which one it is how complex it is it's either going to be two or three nights oh that's a great um, idea so like a short course that would run from like nine till three would teach over two evenings from six till nine you could do it with wine <laughs> oh you're not allowed to do it with wine with staple guns <laughs> no I'm not being responsible for <laughs> okay so no wine <laughs> yeah 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 um, oh that's great that's really good I think since we last spoke I didn't know you were going to no, do that that's really good I've been working on and also something that else is in the pipeline that I'm learning is how to do online courses so okay. people that can't get to us from a location base um, could potentially get like you say where you've got lots of courses that you purchased but not done yeah for um, those people that either can't get to us because of location or also um, a lot of clients that have been to us want to carry on learning mm. but don't necessarily want to come to another in-person workshop it's just something that they can carry on doing and learning skills um, so we're developing those as online courses so we're making footstools next week um, we've chosen our fabric and um, the type of feet we've got because I, I didn't even think that you know you'd give me a choice of feet and we've got this amazing choice of feet as well which is quite exciting um, I didn't think I'd be excited over footstool feet but I am um, are you going to be moving on to things like courses for chairs and things like that then? Um, eventually we'll be adding more things because um, we develop the course so you learn skills so each course has got a different um, design to it so even though they all look like footstools and benches and storage boxes they've all got different intricacies to them mm. um, so one's deep buttoning like yours you're learning a different design of finish on the corner um, so it's all skills that you can take on to using other pieces of furniture mm. um, so we will be moving on to more complex pieces um, but at the moment we're just focusing on what we've got um, in terms of I'm not walking I'm not going to run before I can walk yeah and you know, and you don't want other people to run before they can walk yeah, either so it's yeah. just expanding so where people we get a lot of feedback from customers as well in terms of what else they're looking for because um, otherwise I'll be developing things that people aren't necessarily wanting to learn because um, when we first started the first product we did was a storage crate and I only had one workshop oh okay um, whereas now we offer like six different courses um, we include all the fabric and different options of size of piece of furniture that you can make so it's we're giving more choice to people mm. um, and not giving them like you said um, you get the choice of fabric um, whereas before we just let people bring their own and it, it overwhelmed people mm. they didn't know where to go to buy it and what type to buy and what else to do whereas now it's almost 
well you do get to design it before you come so you get to think oh I'd love to do one of those workshops but where where am I going to put a piece of furniture so you get to think oh well I could, I've got room for a footstool I'd like a you know a, a bench for the end of my bed in my bedroom you know it's I've just thought through as we've developed them thinking about customers in mind mm. most of the time it's having somewhere to put it yeah I think that's really important as a as a business as well it's something that we don't think of when we start the journey that the customer needs to go on and I definitely think from my perspective um, the process of booking on the course was really easy and um, the choosing of the fabrics was really easy and because it's actually something that is overwhelming to me being making something it, it you know it's not it just doesn't it doesn't fit into my norm and actually um, I think any business that starts need to make sure they get that customer journey right don't they and um, you've you've absolutely nailed it I think from, from oh, I know I'm not I've not been on the course yet but I even know I've got to bring a packed lunch so you know <laughs> um, yeah, you've definitely nailed it and I suppose that's a good bit of advice for anybody who wants to start a, their own business as well as making sure they get their customer journey right yeah because it's a big thing because um, customer service is so important to us it's the same when we develop as in making pieces of furniture for customers and clients we want it to be fit for purpose at the end of use and it's the same as the piece of furniture you're taking home I don't want people buying the wrong fabric to then come to a workshop make a piece of furniture and then it's not got a stain guard on it mm. or it's not fire retardant or all the things that I know because I'm in the industry they don't know going to a shop and just picking the fabric because it looks pretty mm. um, in a year's time if it's got a dog hair on it or kids spilt something and they can't clean it it's not fit for use and it's going to look not very good mm. whereas your piece of furniture that you come to make have done that thinking for you I and mean, a lot of clients have given us that feedback that they're just like that we're allowing them to just do the making and enjoy the experience mm. rather than worrying about do I need to do this and where do I go for that there's no barriers yes we yeah try to take the pains away and think through what could be stopping them wanting to come and do it and it's other than just coming and enjoying the experience it's a, most people have said it's win-win even if they don't like doing upholstery mm. after it they've still had a lovely day and still got a beautiful piece of furniture and they might not want to take it past that whereas other people come back time and time again because they just they get the buzz of learning mm. um, and they keep on thinking where can I put something else and you know finding homes or they just gift it onto somebody else because yeah. it's lovely we've got people coming back this month um, to make it as a Christmas present for someone oh. um, so because people like the thought of handmade yeah. and making it to gift on for somebody else I have to say I mean we I spent some time looking for a footstool and um, the price of actually doing the course is such good value because you go away with a footstool it's like the price of a footstool they're so expensive and the fact that I'm making a footstool and um, getting that within the day it's just it's just really really good value really good value so thank you for that <laughs> so anyway it's been really nice to talk to you and I, I'm really looking forward to my course next week and you know watching you grow and develop and do new things so thank you very much You're very welcome the Xmas decorations will be up next week as well so oh good oh that's very good mulled wine uh, hot chocolate okay <laughs> thank you Business Insights with Arch Publications hosted by Katie O'Regan The Arch Publications Podcast <laughs>